Hey, it's Fallon. You're listening to the Heartbroken Podcast. Every week I think, what's a different way I can say thank you so much for listening? But I think it's pretty much just sharing the gratitude I have for you listening. I mean, I get messages, uh, direct messages on Instagram and other places, and I want to thank you for that. You can always direct message me. It's just at Fallon, F-A-L-E-N-K-D-W-B. And you can always rate and review. I'm going to jokingly say you can rate and review if you leave five stars. (laughs) I listen to another podcast and she's like, if you have something that makes you rate me less than a five, just send me a message and tell me about it. Don't put it in a public forum (laughs) and I I can take the feedback and possibly change things. I've definitely worked on a lot of things um, from feedback I've received from you and it's been so valued because it's a learning process when you start a podcast. Now I'm about three years in. I'm in one of those phases in life where I'm like, should I start a different one? Which is, if you've listened to previous like episodes, hilarious because I'm talking about how much time it takes. So we're focusing on the Heartbroken Podcast. Today's episode is about a mother-daughter relationship and how life sometimes pivots through heartbreak. Christy joins me today on the Heartbroken Podcast. Christy, today we're going to talk about your mom. So tell us what we're going to hear about in today's episode. Yeah. Hi. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here today. I, I am excited to share about how our families kind of come together through, through our situation and our loss and what's that created for, for other people as well. I'm Fallon, and this is the Heartbroken Podcast. Everyone has experienced heartbreak in their life, some more than others. Often, we feel like we're bothering our family or friends when we talk about it. I started this podcast to help those going through heartbreak share their stories. Sometimes it's easier to share with someone they don't know. I hope it's somewhat therapeutic for them. Maybe it gives them some closure. And to those listening, I hope it helps you feel less alone. Thank you for listening to the Heartbroken Podcast. I lost my mom to cancer in 2018 she battled about 18 months with a brain tumor that had metastasized from uh, breast cancer when I was in high school and that loss just really devastated our family my mom was was everything to us she was soft hands and you know the the soft place to land the person you went to for advice and it's been the most challenging experience of my life so far it's definitely been a really heartbreaking experience for for not only me to lose my mom, but watching my dad lose his spouse and seeing the way that that loss affected my kids. And it's it's just been a really challenging time. Oh, well, first yeah. of all, I'm so sorry for the loss of your mom, Christy. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about that relationship with your mom. Uh, as a middle child, I'm sure she still makes you feel very loved and very seen in, <laughs> because, you know, the middle child syndrome is a, is a thing that is real, even though people kind of joke about it. Um, what was your mom like growing up? At, what kind of mom was she? She was just always really full of love. I, if, if you knew her, you loved her. And if she loved you, you felt it in everything she did and in everything she said. And I just always felt like she was a safe spot for me. And I, one distinct memory that I, I like to share with people is my, my first boyfriend. I remember when we broke up, 
and I just, I wanted nothing to do with anybody. I was just so sad. It was my first heartbroken experience, if you will. And I shut the door in my bedroom and I was just in tears, just completely devastated. And she sat underneath um, my door with her fingers under the door and just kept shaking her fingers and saying, I'm here for you. And if you need anything. And after a couple hours, I finally let her in and she just rubbed my hair. And that's, that's just who she was. You know, she just, she put all of us first and she cared a lot about everybody she met. Yeah. So Chrissy, how old were you when your mom got breast cancer? I was about 12, I think when, when she got cancer the first time around. So it was, it was, it was pretty hard for our family to maneuver through that, but she went into remission and she ended up stronger because of it. And we all kind of looked at life in a different way after that. So we, we thought when she went into remission that we had kicked it and we just went about life as, as normal. And come 2016, she was walking along the boardwalk with my dad in Duluth for the 4th of July. And she started walking sideways and he noticed the headaches and they ended up leaving early so she could go to a doctor's appointment and sure enough, they found a a brain tumor and they tried to do an operation on it and they weren't able to, once they, they got in there, they weren't able to get all of it. So we knew kind of from the beginning that it was terminal. And then she suffered through the ramifications of, of what a brain tumor does to, to your body for about 18 months before she passed away. And it was, it was really hard to watch that and to see my dad try and maneuver through that and become a nurse's aide on top of bathroom help and feeding. And, you know, it, it was, it was just a really hard span of time for our family to, to go through. How old were you at that time, Christy? Um, so we lost her three years ago and I'm, I'm 37, so 34. And I, I had just had my fourth child when we found out that she was terminal and the span of my kids, I, I feel like, is kind of an interesting story, too. I've got four. So my oldest is 16. And then I've got Grace is 14 and Ryan's 13. And little Noah it will be five in June. But he was three weeks old when we found out she was terminal. And I still, to this day, feel like I had him for her. He kind of he grew at the same rate that she declined. And after her cancer treatments and everything she all she wanted was to hold him and snuggle with him and listen to his coos and that got him through some some challenging times and and her as well it was it was those early stages of being a a new mom again and trying to handle everything with my dad and and her cancer it was it was just a tough time and he was a a little bright light in that that time so well gosh yeah I was gonna say I can't imagine uh, anyone who's had a child knows how difficult it is in those first few months. And like you said, it had been a while since you had a new baby. Um, so to have this new baby come along and then also be going through everything with your mom, because I, I'm sure there were lots of things that played out for you. You're, you've mentioned your dad multiple times, but I'm going to guess, you know, I know as a new mom, if I was losing my mom, especially as great as yours sounds, I would be thinking about all the things my new baby would miss with her. 
Yeah, that was that was definitely devastating. I mean, you're you're a newborn, you're wanting to be happy and excited about this new addition, but knowing in in our circumstance that our new addition, you know, wasn't going to be able to have the same relationships that all of my other children were able to have with her. I mean, she was she was their favorite person too. She wasn't just my favorite. She just she just had a way about everything. She just made you feel so special and it was really hard to watch him with her knowing that he wasn't going to be able to experience that in his little life. And then I think about your oldest child who is 16 who is very much aware that they're and you're holding it together for everyone because you're the you're the mom. You got to be strong for your kids. Right. But that's your mom. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a pretty devastating experience. I just all around the board it it just it was hard to see the different variations of grief and what that toll took on my whole family. You know, it's it was my mom, you know, and grandma and mom and aunt and it's just loss is such a universal experience, but it feels so isolating. So towards towards the end, she she ended up at a hospice facility in St. Paul called Our Lady of Peace because her care just required 24-7 monitoring and her medications and everything. Just It was more than my dad could handle and more than what I could help with being so far away. So she ended up at, at the hospice facility, Our Lady of Peace, and they took care of her and you know her spiritual comfort care was second to none and it was it was like for my dad he he says it's it was like unlip, unzipping a, a lead jacket to be able to be her husband and for me to just be her daughter and to say goodbye in in those final hours and I don't know where we would have been without our lady of peace but yeah it's it was it was just such a wonderful experience to be able to say goodbye in a peaceful kind of a way and instead of having to worry about all of the cares that she needed at at the house towards the end. When you finally lost your mom, I know that the grief, uh, as it would be for, I mean, if you lose your mom and you lose your wife, however, them, whatever the relation is, that especially one that's so important in your life, that hits incredibly hard were you able to take the necessary time to grieve? Yeah, I mean, it was it was just kind of a shock, as with any big loss in life. It it just kind of hits you, and in in my experience, I kind of felt like seeing the way my dad was so shattered by losing my mom I kind of put my my grief aside a little bit and I kept I would go out to the house they they live in a tranquil little Minnesota town you know it's a couple acres and there was bird houses all over the place my mom's favorite pastime was watching birds and so seeing my dad's heartbreak I I just I kept asking if there was anything I could do more so than coming out with the kids and kind of giving him a little reprieve from the silence in the house. And he just couldn't handle being there without her with the pictures on the wall and the smells and everything. And so I'd, I'd bring my kids and we'd go out in his workshop and we'd fiddle around with tools. And it was in the middle of the night one night where he called and he said, I had made a bunch of birdhouses in, in memory of your mom and I want you to help me get rid of them so I can keep making more. And I ended up making a 
listing on Facebook Marketplace, sharing a little bit about our, our family and my mom and how my dad was kind of using his hands to help heal his heart and my desire to help him be able to cope through his loss. And and the birdhouse has kind of became a, a memorial of sorts for her. And it went viral about all, almost overnight. We got about 200 orders. And oh, wow. from then on, he just, he was in the shop building houses and it, it helped him to keep his hands and his mind busy. And it helped me. And I remember being worried about what my relationship with my dad and my, my kids and my dad was going to look like. Cause my mom was everything. She was the catalyst for everything. She set up, you know, overnights and, but this kind of gave us a reason to continue coming together and it opened up a beautiful way for us to honor her and a safe space for us to kind of share how we were feeling and coming together. That was, it was just such a wonderful thing to be able to do through our grief. And it helped my dad a lot because he is a carpenter by trade. So he's, he's really well-versed in machinery and using his hands and woodworking and he was teaching my kids. Oh, he's, I was, I'm imagining like the birdhouses. Are they like the standard birdhouse you see with like the little roof, the one hole, the little uh, peg for them to sit on? Not a peg, but, but yeah, a little, little roof and a little hole. And yeah, my, my dad had made a house for my mom in the spring and put it up in their acreage so she could watch the, the blue coloring flutter around the, the green grass and her flowers and stuff. It, she just loved birds and the bluebird in particular, which we came to realize much after her her funeral carries the universal symbol of joy and happiness along with it. And little did we know that we would be connecting with thousands of people from across the country that have experienced loss and, you know, could resonate with what our family was going through. And they wanted a birdhouse in, in memory of somebody that they've lost to spread a little joy in the face of adversity. And we end up with money at the end, of course, because we're selling birdhouses and we decided to give back to the hospice center with the proceeds from our, our birdhouses just because it's run solely off donations. And it was such a bright light for us after she passed wow. away. So it's it's become just such a wonderful thing for our family, not only for our family, but for so many other people that are just aching, especially in this day and age and with what's going on across the world right now for community and connection. And we've partnered with different cancer centers and grief organizations to offer our birdhouses as unassembled kit workshops where we share our story of loss and how our family came together to use our hands through our grief. And so we'll share our story and then we'll go around the room and let other people share their stories of loss and talk about their family members and what grief and loss has meant to them in their lives. And and then we use our hands together to build a home for a new life with our birdhouses. That is so beautiful. Um, I once read a book about hospice workers and I can't remember the name of the book now, of course, um, that's how it always goes. But I, they're just like the unsung heroes, um, what they do for the person and what they do for the family. Like you said, your dad saying felt like unzipping a lead coat and it, they are remarkable people. It takes a remarkable person to do that. And for your family to, and like use, you know, you could have used the profits for whatever you wanted to, but to give back is so amazing. 
I hear stories frequently. I don't know if this, it's if you feel this or not. I think it always depends on kind of how spiritual a person is, or maybe just hopeful. Um, you know, there will be a symbol or something that reminds them of their parent. In your case, bluebird. Um, some maybe for someone, it's a butterfly or whatever. And it's like when they see it, they feel it like their parent put put it there for them to see. Like, hey, I'm mm-hmm. always with you. Do you get that feeling? And when you see bluebirds? Oh, I absolutely do. And we've, we've put up some bluebird houses at the hospice center that my mom passed away at, and the bluebird has become emblems of hope for other people as well. But that's exactly what I feel like. I mean, her her favorite bird was, was the bluebird, and it's just such a well-rounded piece to, to our family story that we're able to continue to honor her in this way by providing homes for her favorite bird. And with as far as hospice goes, I mean, they became like an extension of our family. It was like coming home when we went to to go and visit them after her funeral and the way that they embraced us and the supports and everything that they offer for an entire family surrounding loss are second to none. I mean, it's it's such an, a devastating feeling. I, I keep saying that, but I just, I can't even think about another loss in my life that's that's come close to this I it's it was life-altering to lose her and to be able to have just a little bit of of help with that has been such a gift and being able to give back to to the people that were able to give us a little bit of hope through our our darkness is it's such a gift I, I will. I know people are going to ask me where they can get a birdhouse, and maybe it's for. You know what I mean? They're like, I want one for my yard. I literally just told Jake. I was like, we need to go buy better bird food because our birds won't even eat our food. I'm like, we must have bought some like, you know, off-brand cheap food, and even the birds are too good for it. So I need to find better food. But I love bluebirds. I got a book uh, as a gift for my daughter. And it goes through the different kinds of birds, you know, that we have here in Minnesota and it plays the sound. And now when I go outside, I'll hear a sound and I can recognize sounds of like a blue jay or a bluebird or cardinal. Um, And I'm like, I want one of these bird houses for my house. And I know a lot of people are probably hearing this and they're thinking, oh my gosh, I have a friend that lost someone. This would be so beautiful to give them because you don't know what to do other than send flowers sometimes. I think that's such a beautiful thoughtful gift to give. Where can people get the the birdhouses if they want one? Yeah, you know, it, it, we never anticipated this turning into a business of any any kind. And I it, it grew so quickly, I didn't really know what to do with it. And because I had made the listing on Facebook Marketplace, which was very early in, in their, their stages of use, I think, when we started using it, I don't think anybody at Facebook really thought that you know, their platform would be used in this way to create a, a business of sorts for for what we were intending to use it for. So yeah, that that Facebook marketplace listing turned into a Rudolph's Bluebird House's Facebook page that I've been running for my dad since my mom passed away. And we had been invited to Facebook headquarters to share at a global commerce event how we were able to create a business off of their oh platform and to connect communities and bring people together. We had orders from from Paris and from Jamaica and I don't think there's even bluebirds in those places, but it was the <laughs> it was the meaning behind it and the way that our family was grieving together and how we kind of not not you know intentionally but publicly kind of grieved and and brought people together through that and shared that it's okay to to be a mess and 
the the importance of community is kind of what we we pulled out of all of this. We were able to you know, read messages from people from all over the place that talked about what the bluebird meant to their families and how inspired they were. You know, somebody had written that they had put aside their their drawing abilities and they were they used to draw, but they saw our story and after 10 years they picked up a sketchbook and started drawing again because they were so inspired by how we used our our talents to come together as a family and, wow. and work through those challenging times in life. Yeah. So yeah, Rudolph's I, Bluebird Houses. It's, that's that's where you can go on on Facebook. We're, we run run solely off of Facebook. Well, we talked about this a little bit beforehand, um, Chrissy. How your life has changed because I don't know what path you were on before this. I don't know what you were doing for work. I don't know if you're still doing some of that part time or if the birdhouses have taken over all of your time <laughs> and energy. Honestly, and it sounds like I could understand where they would. And I love the fact that. Okay, look, a lot of the time our mom is the one in a relationship. Sometimes it can be the dad, of course, but a lot of the time it's the mom that's kind of the glue that holds the family together. And that fear you had of like, how is my relationship going to look with my dad? When clearly it's probably, it might even be stronger than it's ever been because you guys are almost, you're you're kind of working together now. Um, They have been. So how did, how else has your life pivoted? Because you went from, maybe what were you doing before? (laughs) Um, I've kind of had a a colorful background. It's always kind of gone back to childcare and working with kids in a way, but I I had a short stint as a bridal shop manager in in Egan for a while. And then I got pregnant with my my youngest and I was home for for a while. So it it allowed me to help my dad with my mom when, when things got bad towards the end. And it allowed me to kind of stay goodbye to her in a way that I wasn't before with with job and time and distance and that kind of stuff so it 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 worked out the way that it was supposed to but I just I never dreamed that it would turn into this I I never really thought that you know the birdhouses was going to be it for me it's definitely taken over everything I I have been helping my dad set up workshops and we've, we've partnered with different garden centers for community pickup events on the weekends. And it helps their businesses as well to have us come to their locations and people that didn't really realize that there was a garden center in Prior Lake or, or one, you know, that, that sold the kind of bird seed that they're looking for, the kind of flowers that they're looking for. So it's, it's just, it continues to grow and branch out into so many different areas and, it's definitely turned into a, a full-time job. And as I said earlier, I, I kind of put my grief on hold a little bit to make sure that my dad's life was going to be, you know, on track and he was going to be all right. Cause it, it hit him really hard to lose her. And it hurt me a lot to see him in so much pain. And this whole business for me started out of my love for, for him and as a way to honor my mom. So it's it's just been such a heartfelt tribute for me. And I recently finished writing a children's book as a, as a message of hope for my kids about processing loss, seeing the way that losing my mom and everything had, had affected their lives. And it's entitled Rise Up Little Bluebirds. And it kind of follows along with my journey and my family's journey of, you know, loss in life and the importance of community and the the power of love through loss and the fact that although she's gone from our nest, she'll never leave our hearts. Oh, I love that. 
it's so hard to talk to kids about loss. I mean, I've had people on the podcast share, you know, how do you t- how do you explain to your kid the loss of a parent or a grandparent or a sibling? And a book like that sounds like the perfect answer. Yeah, yeah, it it follows along the the life that the grandma bluebird lived and the people that she impacted and and then how that relationship mattered and meant to them and and the different emotions that are are brought out by grief and and then the importance of community as we've experienced through our bluebird houses that you know as as alone as you can feel and as hard and painful as loss is there really is, you know, a little bit of hope at the end when you're able to share your story and to help others through their pain and build like a community of sorts and, and honoring their memories and being when able to your, when share does it the come impact. out. Yeah. <laughs> when does it come out? Um, I'm, I'm looking at uh, late May, beginning of June as a release date. Okay. I was going to say, I'll, I'll make sure in my blog, um, if you check out my, if you just listen to the podcast and don't know my blog, um, it's kdwb.com slash Fallon, which is F-A-L-E-N. But I'll put a link to both of these things there so people can easily find those. Um, I wanted to ask you, with all of the this this life pivot, and I think it's, I, I would say it sounds like you've found your true calling through all of this. Um what is something that sticks out to you that your mother left instilled in you maybe and that you are passing along or hope to pass along to your kids? Just to, to love others and to, you know, express your emotions and to, to share, you know, your, your heart with other people and to use your talents for good. I, that's really what all of this kind of, showed me was you know your your hobbies and everybody's got a talent and what do you do with it and what do you how do you make that impactful and my mom was just love she just epitomized the the word for me and for our family and having my dad build homes for her favorite bird and then me being able to to share that with the community and to help him with the 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 business part of it and sharing our connection and and what it means to other people. I I feel like that's just been such an incredible gift and it it keeps her with us. And that legacy of, of loving other people is, you know, it's, it's going to just live on and the way that other people are able to connect to that and be inspired to maybe see or, or pull out their own talents. You know, it's, it's just a gift that keeps on giving. And, you know, our, our project has kind of been dubbed a, cedar monuments and you know the home for new life and shelter from the storm and there's just there's thousands of different connections and I've made some really close friendships and that's I think the power behind it I I feel my mom with each exchange and the hole that she left has kind of been filled a little bit by the people that have come into my life and and I feel like in a way she's put them there I can I can still feel her through the exchanges and the messages of support and the way that people have seen my love and embrace of my dad through his grief and sharing that and feeling like my mom had a part in that, knowing I was worried about what that would look like and the way that it kind of organically came together. I think it's just, it's, 
it's just a gift that keeps giving. And I'm, I'm very honored and proud to be doing this. And I, I can see it kind of continuing in a way through not only the birdhouses, but my book. And, you know, you have all these ideas for your life, but the changes and turns that it takes, it kind of leads you to the path you're supposed to be on. And that's, that's where I feel like I'm at. Truly. And you're embracing it in such a beautiful way. I, I really am so thankful you shared this story. I think that this is uh, in times of grief, you know, it's, I think you, you, people are lost. They don't know what to do. And I am so happy for you that you and your family were able to find this and it in turn would bring you so much joy. And like you said, keep you close to your mom. So I really appreciate you sharing your story today, Christy. Thank you. I appreciate you, you allowing me to. It's, it's definitely been just a, a beautiful thing to be able to share and inspire others and to help through what has been such a heartbreaking experience for us, but has led into such a, a beautiful path. Truly. And I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Heartbroken Podcast.